Welcome back to another episode of Galaxy of Film. I'm your co-host Danilo, and before we jump into today's episode, I just want to give a big thank you to the Facebook group who have viewed Catalina's Curse, really enjoyed it. The feedback has been amazing. Thank you so much. I just want to say now it is available publicly on the Galaxy of Film Productions YouTube site, as well as galaxyoffilm.com. So be sure to check it out. The whole team did a great job. I wanted to thank Max for letting me show it. I wanted to thank my actor, my editor, the man who made the poster. Everyone along has just been a great ride. So be sure to check it out. And now for the main episode. You're listening to Galaxy of Film. And welcome back to the Brain Ups of Galaxy of Film. I'm, of course, your host, Max, joined with my slightly shorter co-host, Danilo. How are you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic, man. Doing absolutely fantastic. Tomorrow's going to be St. Paddy's Day, one of the greatest holidays up here at Michigan State. Um, and yeah, man, just wow. looking forward to that. Dang, dude, I didn't realize it was St. Patrick's Day this week. I didn't either. Neither did I until, I was, until people just invited themselves over to my house, asking to get lit throughout the day. And I was, <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I guess that works, man. I guess that works. Uh, anything new going on with you, man? No, not really, dude. Went to Disney World last week, which is kind of fun, I guess. Ooh. If you like Disney World, mm. um, unfortunately, not like Disney World. So I was just kind of walking around the parks and all that shit. Um, Epcot, it's expensive to drink there, first of all. It's expensive to drink. Yeah. There. I go to Epcot for drinking around the world, and by the time I'm. I'm I started in Mexico, dude, because why would I start in fucking Canada with, with like a lager beer? Mm. No. No. Let me start with some tequila. <laughs> so we started with some tequila, dude. We had some great drink from China, like called the Kung Fu something, Kung Fu Punch or some shit like that, dude. Uh, we had dinner reservations at eight. I started drinking around like six. Mm. Well, I was blasted for the mm-hmm. family. Dude. I was blasted for the family dinner. Um, we finished up dinner at some neat, at some fish place. I don't know what it's called, dude. If you are if you know Disneyland, Epcot, whatever, there's like a little restaurant. As like you're kind of like underwater or whatever, so you like see an aquarium while you're eating. Yeah. And I was blasted throughout that entire thing. I was having the time of my life. Um, <laughs> then we drank more or whatever, and all the places closed by then because like the park closed at nine that day. Mm-hmm. Except for one of the greatest countries known to man, dude, the United Kingdom. And as we know, the United Kingdom pubs are open for just you know 24/7 basically. Mm-hmm. So the UK pub was open, dude. Oh, me and my cousin were slamming them down. It was a great night that night. We were we were on the verge of being sick, but not not yet. That's what's right. up, dude. UK was like our first, like, uh, you know, overseas listenership, too. So that's kind of Yeah, dope. it for sure was. But anyway, going back to Disney World real quick, dude. I got to ride the Tron ride. That oh. shit's lit, dude. I fucking hate roller coasters. But you know me. Max has driven in the car with me. I allegedly have driven up to 120 miles an hour. I love going fast on the highway, man. It's an absolute blast. So I go on the Tron ride, dude, and it's not like a roller coaster. You're not, like, sitting down or whatever. It's like you're in Tron. Which, if you know me, I fucking loved that movie growing up as a kid, dude. That movie was gas. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, in my little, like, light cycle thing, dude. So you're, like, hunched over and shit. Like, you're on your knees, like, hunched over. And, like, like it's like you're riding a motorcycle. You go, like, 0 to 50, dude, in, like, a matter of seconds. It is one of the coolest rides ever. So Damn. check it out if you guys ever go down to Disney World. Damn, dude. That sounds pretty lit, man. I still need to watch the Tron movies. Still need to watch yeah. them. 
Breaks my heart that you have it, man. Breaks my heart that you have it. We'll get to on the podcast one of these days, man, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe. One of those days. <laughs> Thankfully, we aren't alone this week, dude. Um, we got a couple guest stars with us. You know, he's no stranger to the show for everyone who's listened to us for quite a bit. We got Alex Reams. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right. Anything uh, special going on with you, man? Any any Tron cycles going on? Unfortunately, no. I wish I had like a Tron cycle level story because that'd just be great. Yeah. I, I kind of want to go ride that roller coaster now, though. And I don't even like roller coasters. I feel you, man. My first roller coaster was the the one the like Hogwarts one at Universal. I only went on the one. I only went to the ones on like uh, the State Fair. Okay, dude. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, dude. That's the closest I've been on one. Yeah, I'm a roller coaster that gets packed up in an eighteen wheeler, dude. That's nuts. Yeah, it's, I, I can't, man. You've seen all the videos of like how many fucking kids died on those things last year. Like six. Like, this was like ten years ago, buddy. I don't give a shit. Dude. I'm never gonna want to get them. Saying like, though the quality of those have plummeted over the years. Final Destination mm-hmm. Three has done the roller coaster industry no favors. No, absolutely. That opening scene on the coaster killed that business. Yeah, literally, quite literally, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thankfully, though, okay. for our listeners, it's not just us three this week. Introducing to the show, we got Gabby Devereaux. How are you doing? You know, you're I'm working good. on um. I'm doing great, doing great. For our listeners, you'll be here for some of our other stuff going on as well. You're working on my new film, Distinguished, with us. Um, So tell us a bit about yourself and some of your work. Oh, my gosh. Um, I do a little bit of everything, like, right now. So I'm, like, a freelancer, but I do design, illustration, photography, and film. So Mm -hmm. just, like, every hour of the day, just working, basically. Hell, yeah. I love it. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess past work type stuff, if you're talking, like, film, like, I did a music video, with the psychedelic birthday party called Rightful, it's the name of the single. Uh, this past December, I started in it, started in it, um, and then shot it at it whole nine yards, um, directed, and then uh, just odds and ends from from there on out. Just photo shoots and logos and everything in between, and lots of social media. So yeah, hell yeah, I feel you on that. Great mm-hmm. to have you on finally. We've been talking about doing Thank this episode you. for a minute now, so it's great to get yeah. you on. Before we go ahead and Danielle, you know, we talked about our films this week because we're doing another Safety Brothers special. I um, mean, you know, last year we did Good Time and Uncut Gems. Link down below for listeners to go and check out that episode. That was a good time as well, pun intended. But dude, it's it's finally here, Danielo. It's finally here. Today is this upload. It is March sixteenth, man. And you know what that means, buddy? It is, dude. It means Catalina's Curse has officially dropped on the Galaxy of Film Productions website and the YouTube channel. So be sure to check it out. I had a blast with it. Um, you know, I can't overstate that enough. It was a really fun time for me. Uh, oh my god, dude! It was almost like a year ago. A year ago, we almost we started shooting, dude. Mm. I just looked at the date popped up in like my memories or whatever. I took a photo of like the day that we started shooting or whatever. Um, the boom mic didn't work, which was not good. So that was always fun. <laughs> Mine but, didn't either. But uh, you know, it was uh, it's a good time, man. So be sure to check it out. I had a blast with it. Um, everyone who's in it is just did an amazing job. Uh, Emily did an amazing job. My editor, Ethan, did an amazing job. My buddy, Tommy. Um, his girlfriend was actually in it, too. So, yeah, it, it, it's like, I think it was like a 15-plus people um, project that I had working on it. Just every, not Maybe not all at once, but everyone was doing their own type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, took a lot of effort. I had proud of it. I'm proud of it. So, be sure to check it out. Hell yeah, man. Link down below for listeners. You know, links all on our socials as well. You'll be seeing us promote the fuck out of this thing in the next couple weeks. 
Um, I mean, you guys have already heard all the ads been placing in these fucking videos or the episodes for me now. So go ahead, do yourself a favor, check it out. You don't have to be a member of the Facebook group, but you know what? You should still join anyways, because you're still going to get more exclusive content and early shit in there as well. So, why the fuck not? <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk news this week, dude. Not too much, because, you know, the Oscars were the other day. Um, we've also dropped an LFG discussing the Oscars, so link down below for you guys to check that out. Um, but go ahead, and a few things I want to go ahead and discuss this week, dude, because I didn't get to talk news last week. Um, first up, Bob Odenkirk will be starring in a remake of The Room. Alex, you and I met at a screening for The Room, actually, with Greg Sestero. Um, so what are, what are your thoughts on this? I know, obviously, we're big Tommy Wiseau fans. I'm so excited. Um, Odenkirk has been very vocal about his respect for the original, and he's not trying to do an imitation of what Wiseau so I I'm I'm excited to see it. That's mm-hmm. my biggest thing. Like I just want to see it. I'm so excited to hear the lines, but just delivered in that Bob Odenkirk deadpan style. Mm. I think it's gonna work. I think it actually could make the room into a good movie, <laughs> like an actually good movie that could happen. Yeah. Um, so I just I, I just want to see it. Like come on, let's release it. I feel you, dude. I'm 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 very curious. Like, is Tommy involved in this at all? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. They've been very vague on that, and I think it's because he's probably not. Mm. Because, well, I mean, he is somewhat difficult to work with in general. So I I wouldn't be surprised if he just has like an EP credit or something, just because they have to, because it's his creation. Mm-hmm. But I, it'd be wrong to not invo- to and not involve him. I, no, feel I agree. Like. Especially with how much he tours the movie as well. I know Sestero kind of goes all over the U.S. while Tommy's mainly on like the West Coast for it. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, he's still active. Why not? You know. I hope so, but we'll we'll see. Just release it. Don't tease us. Just drop it. No, I agree. I'm very very curious to see how this one goes. Um, what kind of release it'll get? If it'll be theatrical, if it'll be like a weird like indie thing, kind of like how some A24 films just pop up at Alamos, um, or if this will just be something that like Greg or Tommy or Maybe Bob, someone just tours of this movie. Maybe no. I, that's what clue. I want them to do. I want them to do the roadshow style of just tour the movie to everywhere. Basically, I feel like if you got three of them to do it, you would make bank. Absolutely, like, dude. Especially by Odenkirk coming after that like high from Better Call Saul. Yeah, like you would get, you would have so much audience mm-hmm. crossover. It would be insane. Absolutely, dude. So. Very curious to see where it goes, though, man. Um, Danilo, what are your thoughts on this one? I know you haven't seen the room in its entirety. Yeah, dude, I have. I did, couldn't care less. <laughs> I couldn't care less. I started the room and I just turned it right on. After you got to the flower shop, dude, I said, "This is just. I don't know what the hell this is. I don't know what I'm watching. I don't know why I'm wasting my time." So I turned that shit right off. I have no desire to see this film. So yeah. Sick one, buddy. Sick one. <laughs> Gabby, what are your thoughts on uh, this room remake we're getting? I've not seen it, but I know, like, it's legacy. It's just hard to imagine, like, Bob Obernack, like, being so, like, deadpan. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I couldn't imagine him, like, trying to act, like, without acting, like, without quality. Like, that just isn't, that's almost a skill in and of itself, so I'm curious to know how that would go. Okay. I feel you I on that know. one. You know, know what I mean? It's like the, like, Picasso complex in a way. Like, you gotta be bad at art to be good at art. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> It kind of is the room, Loki. So I feel you on that. Yeah. I feel you. You need yeah. to watch it at some point. It's it's an experience yeah. for sure. Just get some spoons. Get some spoons. Oh, you don't need Christ. to watch it. You don't need to watch it. 
Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's, it's like kind of a rite of passage, though. Like my best friend literally has like the script, so like it is. It's like I have to. Have got to. to. <laughs> Gosh. This next piece of news we had to talk about real quick. Um, this came out a few hours ago, actually, of the time of recording this. Um, Tarantino's final film has been written. It'll be titled The Movie Critic. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, Alex? I'm excited. I think Tarantino's finally going to be as meta as we've seen him. I think he's going to poke a lot of fun at film criticism in general, especially for how vocal he is. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be an analysis of cinema. I think it's it's probably going to be like a massive three-hour video essay on how great the movies are as his final send-off piece. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be done in the Tarantino style that makes it interesting no matter what. The dude doesn't have a bad filmmaking bone in his body. Mm-hmm. So I I have the utmost confidence in this. I wouldn't be surprised if he took it back to Cannes and won the Palme d'Or as a career achievement. Strong like that's, words. Well, it's Tarantino. I mean, he took Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he took the Manson murders and made it into what was conceivably a Best Picture winning movie mm-hmm. up until about two or three weeks before the Oscars. <laughs> like, he has... that. That is the kind of filmmaker Tarantino is. He will turn anything interesting. I agree and he doesn't, you. he doesn't need action or violence or anything to do it. It's his dialogue that's what's entertaining. Mm-hmm. So... I, I think this will. I think anyone who doubts it is foolish to doubt it at this point with how prolific his filmography is. I agree with you, man. Very strong words. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be sad to see Tarantino kind of hang it up, man. I really will be. But he's doing a TV show first. We, yeah, I know. And I was, I was about to sing up this next The Bounty Law Show. That'd he's shooting really cool. it in North Carolina. Do oh, you know is that? he? Uh, he is. He's, he was seen in North Carolina. Um, scouting locations, and that is what that that is conceivably what his next project is is that the Bounty Law miniseries. Hmm. So where in NC? Uh, North Hills? No, I'm not kidding. I would be so surprised. I will I will explain later. But he was in North Carolina mm. doing some location scouting. Okay, mm. I don't know, man. I'll be like I said, I'll be sad to see him hang up the coat on this one. Like, yeah, he'll do the miniseries. Hopefully we'll see some other stuff come from that. Um, He's going to do plays and stuff like that. He's going to keep busy. Mm. Yeah. So Hopefully, man. Hopefully. Danilo, what are are your thoughts on this one? I know you're not a big Tarantino fan personally. What are your thoughts? I know obviously not a lot of details are revealed about this project yet, but just from a title standpoint, what are you thinking? Well, yeah, man. I saw the news break. Um, I woke up from a nap, and then it was the first thing I was on, like, Twitter or whatever, obviously. Um, so I was wondering, I was really thinking, dude, is he really going to be done after 10? I feel like Tarantino just has too big of a, like, my dick is bigger than yours personality. Where he's always going to continue to make more films. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter, like, if he said 10. He just wants to be greater, better than anyone else. And he has that, like, persona and that mindset. So I can't see him truly being done at number 10 like he said all those years ago you know and if he is done at 10 i think that would be very sad for the film community and just for like the movie community in general you know with mm-hmm. all i might not like all of his work i hate django dude but i like some of his other stuff you know and to just see his filmography kind of just go after 10 it's like i get it you want to go out on a high you know you did what you came to do and you're just saying you're done i just can't see that for someone who is like tarantino who's just like i'm better than anyone else in the game yeah, you know, I can't see him retire. I just can't see him doing that because he's young too. 
He's not even old. He's not like a Scorsese age. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's still what is like or something. It's, hold on, let me look at his age, dude. He's, I'm pretty sure he's like it, got a family. Yeah, like he's stuff. sixty or something. He's not yeah. exactly a spring chicken. Mm-hmm. No, spring. He's fifty-nine, dude. Spring chicken. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, he's not old yet, man. He can still make movies if he wants to. He can still mm-hmm. have different ideas. He, you know, I can't see him being done at ten. If this truly is his last film, I hope it's one of the worst things he ever created. So film critics will rip it a new one, and he'll have to come back and do number eleven. Because <laughs> I know he would. I know he would. So yeah, I'm excited for it. The film crit- The title sounds very intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. For sure, it makes me wonder like what this is going to be about. Because it doesn't go like twenty different directions, though, in his mind. You know, absolutely. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't so. be surprised if the title changes either. I wouldn't so. either. You know, but still. It's like even for Tarantino, that's a little like he he he's gonna have to slip a reference to something in there. All of his titles are self-referential. I mean, so. you said he's a critic, dude. I, mean, I don't know. That's that's too simple for him. I feel like. Okay, dude, quit, I, quit sucking him off. I get it, man. It's all right. Oh my god, I love, I love him too. But come on, man. <laughs> Gabby, get, look, what, what are your thoughts on this one, Gabby? <laughs> it's just him being his own movie critic to his own movies, and it's just clips of that. <laughs> Kind of like that um, that time Shia LaBeouf did a live stream of him watching his own movies mm-hmm. for like two that. days straight. It's that. It's just that. Not edited. I'd love to see that. He does the fucking the foot pose, the foot shot from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in the theater. That's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> and then Nicole Kidman's voice just comes over. Yeah, that's what we need. God, or it's just clips of him, like all, all the old clips of his movies, like put together. And it's just like Rotten Tomatoes just like scrolling. Like, past the, That's past awful. The <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, I I'm surprised because I I didn't know that that news had been released. So this is kind of cool, like a nice little shock to the day. I'm excited, but also sad. Wasn't he going to make a Star Trek film? He, he was at one that. point. Yeah, that would have been sick. I'm not about that. Paramount mm. is just they're getting cool again right now. So maybe give him a couple years, and maybe he can make a Star Trek movie. That's my thought. Like, I, I don't know if it'll actually be done, but at the same time, like, I feel like way back when I read that one reason he was hanging up the hat was because he has a family. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I think that he's, you know, he has been doing it for a long time. Probably wants to take a step back and just enjoy life as it is. Yeah. I think that's kind of my thought was to, like, to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, who the heck knows? It's Quentin Tarantino. Like, you know, <laughs> this might be a joke. I don't know. That is true. There were rumors, you know, about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood being the last one as well. So who That's knows? That's what I thought. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Very excited to see more of his stuff come out, though. If this is the last one, I hope it's damn good. Then it's on a high note for sure. Do you uh, know when it's going to be released? I, I know they said they start filming this fall. So I didn't see a release oh. date yet, though. Twenty-five. Maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> But that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for news this week, guys. Uh, shows we're also going to skip, actually, this week, because Last of Us just ended this past Sunday. And next week on the show, we're actually talking to Last of Us. Um, real quick, because I know, Danielle, you weren't on for last week. What did you think of the penultimate episode before we talk about the finale stuff next week? Uh, I liked it. The Which episode? Like, the last two, right? Not the last one, but the last one I missed or whatever. Yeah, I, li- I really enjoyed it, man. thought it was cool to see more of her background. Um, and then obviously the, um, oh God, what was it? The pastor one. Cause I remember I missed the one where we got her background cause my HBO got logged out. Yeah. Whatever. 
Yeah, I finally caught up, dude. I watched three hours of it um, before the Oscars. And then the, um, oh god, what was it? The past, yeah, the past one, dude. That was really weird, actually. Um, but then it kind of made sense. Because, uh, shout out to the LFG Brandon and I did. Which was, like, the, uh, religious people out in Wyoming. That's where they are. Like, Wyoming people, like, Wyoming people are just religious like that. I don't know what that religion's called. But they call each other, like, brother something all the time. So it made sense for, like, location-wise. It was a really weird episode. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, like, really dark. Okay. Um, so I, 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 yeah, and then the ending, dude, I loved it. Like, I don't know. I loved it. Awesome, dude. We'll talk more next week about it, obviously, more in spoilers in depth with it. You know, we got Brandon coming on and everything for the episode as well. Um, but it's good to hear you like it, dude. Honestly, I mean, I can't wait to compare it to the game, you know, and have an yeah. open discussion about it. Because I think we got Curtis next week, too, who's a big gamer. So that'll be fun. Yeah. I, I like that they do the behind the scenes after the episodes, too. Because it, they talk about the game, and I'm not someone who played the game. I'm just watching the show. Mm-hmm. Like they talk about the game and like you like I'm like oh that'd be interesting so I looked up like some gameplay or whatever of like this and I was looking up to watch because part two is supposed to be released in like what 2025 or whatever probably yeah, yeah so I was like all right well I want to know what happens now dude ending was fantastic um so I like looked up gameplay for the last was part two it's like 20 hours I'm like what the fuck holy hell but uh I may I may dive into them on the YouTube late at night turn on. Gameplay for The Last of Us Part 2. Should, man. It's good shit, dude. It's good yeah. shit. I was playing it when we started Galaxy of Film. Okay. Okay. Also, I didn't know the ending was controversial. We'll get to that next week. We'll get to that yeah, next week. Yeah, I know, dude. Like, I said, the behind-the-scenes guy, the, the writers or whatever, said that it was controversial. I was like, that's weird. But okay. Yeah, we'll get to that next week, man. I cannot fucking wait. Gabby, have you watched any of The Last of Us? Have you been keeping up with it? Mm-mm. Oh, God. Mm-mm. Have you played the game? Mm-mm. Damn. Watch the show. So fucking good, so fucking good, Alex. I know you're not watching it. You came to my fucking no. house, didn't watch it. <laughs> no, I've seen. I'm now on episode four. Oh, look at you trying to play catch up. Um, I've been enjoying it. Um, it's been a slow catch up though. Okay, that's fair. Well, now it's all out, so you don't have to, you know, rush. I guess. I'm gonna try and finish it soon. There you go. <laughs> Keep on watching the Mandalorian, buddy. Keep on watching. <laughs> no, I need to finish the Mandalorian. Hey. Ted Lasso drops tomorrow, man. I'm, it does. Everything stops tomorrow once Ted Lasso's out. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I, cannot, I can't wait to see that. That and a uh, shrinking. Shrinking. Mm. That does look pretty good, actually. Harrison Ford deserves the freaking Emmy. He is fantastic. They're taking his grumpy old man persona and using it in the most perfect way. The only good part, though. Is really Jason Zagal's not good in that? He, he I like him. He, he just, like, doesn't change. Like, his facial expressions just never change. It's like, his, his character just isn't, like, I don't know. It's not like he's, like, awful in it. I just don't think the writers really know what to do with him, if I'm being honest. Uh-huh. He's, he's definitely, like, be, he has to play off everyone else. But yeah. everyone else is so strong that it doesn't even matter. That's kind of, like, yeah. Like, the supporting cast is just stacked on stacked on stacked. Maybe it's also give it a, a little watch. unrealistic. It's unrealistic, you said? It's really unrealistic. So that might also just be a part of it. Just, like, as a taste kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, depending on which kind of shows you like. Like, it's it's definitely not meant to be taken seriously. Gotcha. Well, I mean, Ted Lasso is the same way, though. Like, you can't really take Ted Lasso that seriously. Because of, like, just the way that they live their lives. It's not realistic. Um, Same thing with shrinking. But I feel like we kind of need that. Like, that slightly... slight disconnect yeah. from reality it's the nice like yeah. breath of fresh air yeah definitely 
Obviously, at some point. This was realistic in a sports sense. From the then, like, mm-hmm. into a yeah. sense of how the Premier League works, it's not realistic. But I imagine most Americans who are watching Ted Lasso don't know the English side of soccer or football. So it, it doesn't matter. Look, but it's a good show. It is realistic. It's a good show. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, that's all I care about. It's a good show, and Brett Goldstein is a national treasure. Mm. That's exactly right, buddy. That's exactly right. You know what else is a national treasure? This week's Stream of the Week by our friend Tyler. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go ahead Steve, and cut That's a great segue right there, man. <laughs> that was good. That was Finally, dude, hyping up the Stream of the Week guy, whoever it may be. That's It's Tyler, dude. Sick one. Sick one for checking the show notes, buddy. <laughs> matter dude you just gotta say at the end of the break that's a great stream of the week guys be sure to check it out and for our listeners come check out the stream of the week we'll be back oh hi mark The Galaxy of Film rating system is based off planets featured within the Star Wars films. From our highest rating to lowest, here is the order in which we rate these films. Number 5. Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. Number 4. Bespin, it's pretty far, but I think we can make it. Mining colony? Yeah, Tabana gas mine. Number 3. Like you did by the lake on the boo. Number 2. Set your course for the Hawk system. And lastly, number one. Gotta get back to Jakku. Back to Jakku! Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? Hey, it's Tyler with Stream of the Week. I'm one alcoholic root beer in, and I got War of the Worlds. I watched this movie as a kid very frequently, and I've had recent nightmares about it that prompted me to watch it again. I love the whole apocalyptic alien invasion kind of stuff and those giant tripods just made it even better this movie was weird and the plot it basically had no plot i guess it was trying to follow the book that it's based off of and it just came out weird on film other than the plot and the annoying kids i love the tense moments i live for seeing people get stabbed and have their blood drawn out of it nah i'm just kidding with you i give it a coruscant All right, and we're back from our break. Danilo, go ahead and give us the recap, man, of our first film this week, Daddy Long Legs. Yeah, dude. So Daddy Long Legs is about a dad named Lenny who uh, divorced his wife or his wife divorced him. They're just divorced, and he's trying to just deal with that, man. And he's with his kids, um, two kids, no, three kids or whatever. And he goes to a bar, and he sees a hot chick, and he buys her a drink, dude, while she's talking to someone else. Um, but hey, yo, good win for him, dude, because he was able to hook up. Um, and then he takes a trip with her and brings his kids along, which is a really interesting way to go on a first date, maybe. But who knows? Anyway, though, man, we keep going on, man. And Lenny is just a dude who's. I, I really don't really know, man. He's just a single dad who, out this entire movie, is on like acid heroin or something, man. He's losing his mind. He's trying to take care of kids. He doesn't know what he's really doing. You know, he works in a movie theater. He ain't going, doing great things in life. I guess if you, if it was his dream to work in a movie theater, you know, then he is doing some great things. But does he wants more out of life, man. He's just not getting it, dude. Kids aren't really helping. Kids are bad. Making fun of the teachers, getting that, getting themselves in trouble. You know, what, what kids do, you know, and it obviously is stressing him out. Um, he wants some peace and quiet, dude. And so he just like throws the kids with his fucking neighbor or whatever. 
and they just start pissing on him. So the neighbor's like, hey, get the fuck out of here, guys. You, you, we, I ain't taking care of your fucking kids anymore. Um, and Lenny, and Lenny's like, oh, yo, dude, um, not cool, but, uh, I mean, I get it, dog. I get it. I wouldn't want my kids piss on me either. Um, so it's like, all right, obviously tossing the kids off ain't working. Let me drug my kids. So he drugs his fucking kids, dude, and they're, like, unconscious for a few days, and you're like, yo, what the fuck, man? What the fuck is this guy doing right now? I don't know if this guy is maybe dad of the year, or he should be locked up. <laughs> uh, we keep going on dude and him and his wife keep going like keep going at it his ex-wife i guess keep going at it and everything like oh why, why like why are you taking my kids on my visiting days and he's like yo leave my fucking kids out of this man and she's like no i want my kids back and he's like shut the fuck up and then he just kidnaps the kids at the end of the fucking film yeah and then that's the movie yeah really not dude like that that's really all that happens it's just a dad living a divorced life kidnapping kids drugging his kids and that's really it some slice of life shit dude if that's what you want to call it, man, that's cool. <laughs> I don't know any dad who drugged their kids. Mm-mm. Well, Alex, what did you like about this movie, dude? <laughs> uh, all right. Um, wasn't expecting to get thrown, but all right. The cinematography was the big standout to me. Um, mm-hmm. The way they filmed this was very much like stripped down, bare bones, naturalist cinematography. Um, they used a lot of natural lighting. It looked, it felt grimy, mm-hmm. but like the the you could feel like grain within each frame of the film. Um, just couldn't, wasn't hundred percent sure if they shot it digitally or on film. Wouldn't be surprised if it was film because the Safties are they they're big film people. So, but that was that was a huge standout. Um, it was done by their former usual DP, I believe, um, and one of the Safty brothers also did it. Um, that was like the big standout. That and Bronstein's performance, mm-hmm. um, really like understated. Like he's kind of losing his crap, and it's it's hard to watch at times. Like really, mm-hmm. like this guy has to be a parent to these kids and is doing heroin in the other room, and then he like drugs his kids, abducts them. Like it is hard to be on this guy's side. Kind of like uh, Connie from Good Time. Like it is hard to pull for this guy because of how much of a bad person he is. Mm-hmm. Um, this really was kind of like what started their whole gutter poetry movement, if you know what that is. Yeah. Um, him and Sean, uh, the Safties and Sean Baker, like the two big ones. But this is just real poetry written in the gutter. <laughs> it's like that's the best way to describe this. It's got a lot to say, but it's not with good people. They're not doing it through good people. No, absolutely, um, dude. And also, I mean, if you look at it, everyone's kind of the bad guy in this movie. The mom is the bad guy as well for knowing. Like, she knows that this dude is addicted to heroin. Mm-hmm. And she's still, like, all she's thinking about is she wants to get rid of the kids for a little while. Well, it's more than that. It's, he has custody for him for, like, two weeks. That's the thing, remember? Yeah, but it's still, like, weeks. it's only two weeks out of the year. But it's, like, she knows what he's doing. And she still lets her kids go. How did I like, miss the heroin bit? Sorry to interrupt. It's Sorry. kind of laid out through the production design. Um, it, it's, Is that <laughs> Yeah, the, he's a it's it's heroin or something, but it, there was drug. Uh, you could see needles and spoons in the background. Oh, I didn't even notice that, dude. I thought you guys were just running with the heroin with Danilo's comment. <laughs> no, no, like there's there is like drug stuff in the background. I've seen this before, so I was like looking for new stuff. Oh. Um. But it's like it's not overt. It they don't make it public within the movie, but it's clear like he is on something. Mm. Like I, his aloofness is not just his own like slowness. It's 
because he's on drugs. Then isn't Sean Baker's involved with this, isn't he? Right? No, no. Sean Baker was not involved with this. Fuck. Uh, okay. The, the, at the time of this, he was making a different movie in the same city, though. <laughs> okay, dude. Maybe I'm tripping. That reminds me a lot of Sean Baker's work for uh, like the Florida Project, of, like the innocence of like the the, the kids mm-hmm. not knowing what's going on in the motel rooms. Reminds it me of is that very, one. it is very much from a child's perspective, which is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which oftentimes divorce and like the moving of homes is not shown through a child's perspective. It's the, the adults. Mm. So it's a nice touch. Okay. Daniela, what are some of your thoughts on this one, man? Yeah. Do you remember how last week or two weeks ago I said cocaine bear and uh, Goodfellas mm-hmm. are in the same universe? Yeah. Yeah. Skin and Rink in this movie are in the exact same universe, man. Thank you, dude. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> and I just don't know why, but they just are, dude. They just are. Like, maybe Skin and Rink is what led to these people being divorced or whatever. Um, this movie was rough to watch. This movie was not enjoyable to watch. This movie was maybe one of the worst things I ever watched. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I'm watching this dad just be a fucking deadbeat. Um, if I wanted to see dad, just could have asked any one of my friends whose dads are deadbeats. Um, I don't really need to watch a movie. To really get that message across, I didn't understand. I didn't understand the point in this movie. I mean, if we're trying to show a kid's perspective of divorce, I think there's different ways to do it and better ways to do it. Um, the thing I did enjoy out of this one film, uh, this film is, um, you see Safdie's like direction going forward. You know, the things that lead up to good time and to uncut gems. You hear it in the music. You hear, you see it with the editing and the way they make their characters and how you know you're with every character at some point. Um, I can really appreciate that. Like, you're seeing the filmmaker come into light with this film, and then, of course, with the next film that we'll talk about. Um, but story-wise, I, I would say this is pretty piss-poor. Um, this really wasn't mm. anything too... Like, it, it, like I, I don't understand a plot here. Like, like what? Like, they, I, I didn't feel like there was an arc. I didn't feel like there was a story to be told. It was mm-hmm. just, like you said, a slice of life, which is exactly what it was. It was just a slice of this guy's life, and that was really it. Okay, dude. See, I like slice of life films. I do, man. I've always been a big fan of those. I've said that since the beginning of the show. Um, so I don't know. I dig. I dig this. Like, I don't. Obviously, the dad's a piece of shit, you know. But it's interesting to see him not put in his full effort, but how bad his half-assed effort like goes. Because it's not a down, like a complete downward spiral. Like, yeah, the dude's obviously, like, in this shit. He's kidnapping his kids at the very end of this film, which is even funnier because we went on that air train. We know he doesn't fucking go anywhere but Roosevelt Island, so he's kind of just stuck there, dude. <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we see him go in spiral, but we don't see him crash like Connie or like Adam Sandler in Good Time, which is really interesting to see where this, where this you know, kind of just ends up with as well. Um, I really like the cinematography in this. I, I'm really happy compared to this to Skin and Rink. I watched this with my girlfriend, who I saw Skin and Rink with in theaters. Um, and she said the same thing, which was pretty funny. Um, but this one, as far as, like, cinematography goes, you can really see where, uh, like, where they get some of their, like, better footings of, like, heaven knows what, which we'll be talking about as well in this episode. You know, you really do see the evolution of them becoming directors, like you said, throughout their films, which I love, man. Um, what are some of your you know, thoughts off the top of your head with this one, Gabby? Oh, man. Um, same sort of thing. I was like, why did I watch this? Like, I was like, it like, <laughs> I don't know. It like put me in like a low mood for the rest of the night, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's like telling of like they did their job um, or if I just like really didn't like it that much. But I think more than anything, it's like a oddly contagious film. Like you don't want to feel that way like you don't want to watch it and then it ends and you're like okay well that feels like a waste of time but then at the same time you're like weirdly empathizing with these people you've never met 
Mm-hmm. So at the same time, it's like, I did not enjoy the film. Um, <laughs> but like I said, I think they did, like the directors really did their job. Cinematog- like, photog- uh, cinematographer did like their job in, in telling a story like that slice of life. Like, I feel like I got a really good window into that and it's not supposed to be enjoyable. Um, mm-hmm. I also thought that the last like, maybe like five, 10 minutes of the film when they get on to, I don't know, it was like, you, what did you call it? Like an air? Oh, the air train. That was island. just something we call the it in train. the New York videos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when they got on that, like, I don't know, there's like this lingering shot and you can just tell that the kid, even though he's like significantly younger than his father, obviously just is like, something's not like, this isn't right. Like he looked like he was just over it. They were done. They were at the grocery store. So clearly they have some sort of independence and like, some sort of maturity it's like the kids developed yet the father just like regressed mm-hmm. and it's like the very end i don't know i feel like the one of the the i think probably oldest brother kind of had that look of like we're not supposed to be here like i'm i'm over my dad shenanigans um stuff like that but that was like my main takeaway and the fact that it was like really gritty very much like a home movie um very convincing and believable and it's cool too because i didn't realize um but the the brothers in it are actually brothers in real life yeah and i thought that that was that was a really neat choice because i was like these kids play off of each other like really well like like kid actors and stuff just like blow my mind but i was like oh they're they're actual brothers so clearly that helps and yeah and then um was there like a was there a daddy long legs in one of the scenes like it was like he like squashes him in the bathroom i believe so yeah what was that about? Was that a, supposed to be like a weird spoof on heroin or a bad dream or something? I was really confused at that point. I, I took that was well, I took it as like a nightmare sequence because if I'm not mistaken, there's a shot where like the kid doesn't wake up, right? Yeah, I think so. I thought I thought it seemed like there was somebody also in the window, and he was like, "Hey, hey, you! Like, what are you doing?" And then it like weirdly doesn't go anywhere. I don't know. I'd have to rewatch that part. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. It just like kind of threw me off. I was like. If it's like, I don't know, like, I felt like it was, like, trending in a bizarre direction, and I almost would have been fine with that, mm-hmm. and then it just, like, was irrelevant. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, because you're talking about the, it was, like, the exaggerated version of the scene in the museum, when he brings his kids there, right? Yes. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there is that lingering shot off the window, you're right. Yeah, I just took it as a nightmare sequence. That's Maybe so it could be, like, yeah. a like a bad trip thing, too, now that the heroin yeah. stuff's in there. That's interesting. And it's interesting, because it was, like, sucking his blood. So mm-hmm. in a way you're like oh it's a mosquito but like it was supposed to be daddy long legs so i don't really know what was going on with that but maybe it is like a heroin thing if they're like drawing blood and injecting yeah. that's interesting that's a cool take on alex i'm glad you brought that up the heroin stuff yeah man. speaking of alex i'm very curious dude what is your you know your final thoughts in this film and your rating for it dude final thoughts this might be a little controversial here i'm not sure what everyone's thoughts on good time and uncut gems are this is one of my favorite safety brothers films i adore this movie okay. um i the, i like their two earlier films i like a bit more than good time and uncut gems um this is my second favorite safety brothers film it's gritty it's very raw um you definitely see what you definitely can see how they became the filmmakers who made uncut gems and good time through this and heaven knows what um final thoughts great you should it's not for everyone though like it's really not mm-hmm. um so know what you're getting into uh do you want me to go ahead and score it as well yeah yeah okay uh yeah this is a best one on the way to coruscant i love this damn man very strong thoughts on this i i really do well uh, wait for heaven knows what <laughs> damn man okay okay for me, man, this isn't a boo. Um, this is a really interesting footing for them as filmmakers. 
Um, it's really nice to go back and look at this after appreciating some of their other work because I can see the evolution of them going on with their career. Um, but what's really interesting, and I want to read more about this because I was reading some stuff, is some of this was inspired by actual events for the Safety brothers. They wrote this because yeah. their parents were divorced and their dad had them doing wacky shit around the city growing up. So I don't know, you know, exactly which of this is actual, you know, events that took place or were they just exaggerating upon. I have no clue. That's pretty interesting, Loki. And they kind of fucked if their dad kidnapped him with a fridge strapped to their back, you know. Um, but I'm not sure. You know, this isn't a boo. It's really interesting to see them go forward with this, you know. But Danilo, what is your rating for Daddy Long Legs? Yeah, this is a Hoth um, going on in the movie, man. This movie was pretty bad to watch. Um, it was just, I don't know, not entertaining for me. It, like, it was interesting to see, like, what would happen next. But I don't, I don't know, man. It was just bad. I just didn't like it. Um, the dad was just a weird guy, and he just stayed weird throughout the entire thing. And I enjoy slice of life films. I like the American. What would we watch? American Honey. Cause that yeah. was slice of life. But there was a, there was like a story there to be told. This I didn't feel like there was a story to be told. This felt like they were just putting their dad on blast for like an hour and forty minutes. Mm. <laughs> That's fair, man. That's fair. Gabby, what are your final thoughts and rating for Die Long Legs? Uh, probably very similar to that. Like I don't know. I guess I can appreciate it. Um. I can appreciate the lingering effects, but overall, like, I really just wanted it to end. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the the score is here, but two out of ten, maybe. So Not Hoth? the worst, but gotcha. Would you? Yeah. Dang, dang, man. Did you know? I can appreciate the acting though for what it is and the directing. That's fair. You have to say that. It's a technical note, like I do. I do appreciate that. Sorry to interrupt, but. No, you're good. You're good, by all means. No, I understand where you're coming from with that one. That's good. Dang. Dang. I don't know. I was expecting a bit more from this film, because it's in the Criterion Collection. I think you brought that up to me before, Alex. Oh, I love that this is in the Criterion Collection. I love it so much. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for heaven knows what to get in. I cannot wait for that day. Speaking. Er oh. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, 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 you had the segue, you had the segue, go I was about to say, speaking of heaven knows what, Danilo, give us your fucking recap on that one, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, so this movie starts with, um, I don't even know their fucking names, but one guy's name is Lyle or some shit like that, dude. I I've never seen more of a deadbeat. Ilya. Yeah, uh, I've never, Ilya. Ilya, I've never seen someone more of a deadbeat in my entire fucking life, dude. I <laughs> you know what, speaking of Criterion, if you watch the movie called The Piano Teacher, dude, for some reason, that character reminds me of someone from that film. I don't know why. Just does. But he starts choking out his fucking girlfriend, friend, in the middle of a library, dude, during just public. And I'm like, fuck am I watching? Then uh, she leaves and she starts hanging out with some guy who, in my opinion, looks like someone who just liked the Air Jordan 4s. Um, chilling in New York Street with his hoodie on. And so he's chilling, dude. He's chilling. Him, with, him and this girl... And then he goes to buy a pack of smokes, and the guy who chokes her out in the fucking library comes back and just threatens to, kill, like, he's like, kill yourself for me. And I'm thinking, what what type of fucking movie is this, dude? And then she does, like, she starts, sli like, slicing her wrists open, and you're like, oh, wow, this, uh, we already hit the climax in the first five minutes of this film. Mm -hmm. And then she goes into the, like, insane asylum, it's not an insane asylum, but it's like a rehabilitation center. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, so so maybe she's just chilling in here for the rest of the film. No, dude, she leaves. She's starting fights and everything. She gets out She gets out of the rehabilitation center. Um, and then she goes hang out with the fucking deadbeat again. And I'm like, holy fuck, dude. This girl is just dumb as hell. 
What the hell am I watching, man? This guy keeps on choking her out, doing drugs, making her do drugs. It's like Cherry, dude. It's like Cherry, but in a, like a more aggressive way. Like, the guy's Tom Holland doing drugs and leads this girl to do drugs as well. And you just keep on going on and on with drugs, dude. They're slinging cocaine. The guy who looked like he was wearing the Air Jordan Force tries to help. He's like, yo, gee, leave my friend alone, please. I didn't know if they were hooking up or whatnot, dude. They were. They, like, yeah, they alluded he to that. On him. Yeah, I was That's like, like the opening scene, yeah. You know what, though? <laughs> At least he's trying to save the goddamn girl, dude, from ending, not ending up like a fucking deadbeat. So then we keep going on, man. And he starts messing with, like, they start getting with some guy named Matt. He looks like a fucking Matt. I don't really care if that's his name or not. But he's going with Matt. And they start slinging rock again. And you're like, holy fuck, dude. These guys are just... They, they, someone kill these motherfuckers, please. Dude. Except for the girl. Let the girl stay. Let her get somewhere safe, dude. Because she is just getting ripped apart. She's living with some grandma or whatever. She can't make $10, $15 rent. How can you not make $10, $15 rent, bro? Like, that just blows my mind. Like, that's how you know your drug addiction is just bad. When you can't afford 10 to $15. Can't even get, like, a meal from McDonald's. Anyway, though, we keep going on. Um, finally, dude, the guy fucking burns himself to death. I have never been more happier to see something in my entire life, dude. The amount of joy I felt when I saw this man not OD. Oh, he almost ODs, by the way. He almost ODs. I'm like, guys, I'm like, Safties, do not make him OD. That is a cheap way to go out. That is a cheap way to go out. Save this guy. I was rooting for my girl to save him for once in this fucking film. Because this guy doesn't deserve that type of death, dude. Finally, dude, he burns himself alive. And I'm like, thank God, dude. Thank God. And then the girl's on a bus and she's screaming, where the fuck's my friend? And you know what, girl? You, you clearly didn't learn your lesson. That's okay. Um, I'm just happy you won't see him ever again. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> and then Matt or whatever is in like a Burger King and they're just chilling, talking about drugs at the end of the film. Yeah, that, that is how it ends. On a weird and, note. And then I guess uh, the guy was based on a real person. Oh yeah, this is this is based on a real story. The chick who plays um, the lead? Harley. Harley. Harley, that's her memoir. Mm -hmm. And her, the, her boyfriend in the movie died around the time this got released. Yeah. yeah. Like so like he, so he's like actually dead in real life too. Yeah. I think they got clean, did they not? Like the... uh, she did, she did. The Safties actually helped her get clean after shooting. Yeah. Like they they basically like took her to a center and was like, "You're gonna stay here until you're clean." And they that, got her to encourage her to write the memoir. She's she's been clean since I think. Mm. Yeah. Um. So I mean, out of this gut punch of a movie came some good relatively mm -hmm. no absolutely it's just it's a real story she like started using it like the age of like 12 i think from her mom and was like out on the streets by 17 and addicted her she had a really rough upbringing and i mean that's yeah and the, unfortunately the film doesn't even go into that like you just you're mm -hmm. just seeing you're basically seeing like her and her boyfriend in like the last five days five days of their relationship yeah. after the opening like 15 minutes no absolutely so, dude and I think that that's a really good way to put this. Like those five days feel forever. Mm -hmm. Like they stretch that hour and forty minutes to the max. No, absolutely, man, they do. Um, this is this is an interesting one, Gabby. You put it up. You said this when we were talking about Dad Long Legs a few minutes ago. 
Um, I think it's a perfect way to describe this one. This isn't a movie I enjoy, but it definitely makes you feel something. You know, Mm -hmm. so it definitely... Good job, Safties, on that, you know. Um, I watched this right around the time we started this show, Danilo. And this was on my early, early stream of the weeks, actually. Um, So this was... Yeah, like, this was stupid early. Like, I think this was, like, the Blade Runner stream of the week, maybe. Some shit like that. Like, top first ten episodes thing, man. Yeah. Um, And so this was a rewatch for me. And the first time I watched it, I I didn't really take anything from it. You know, I was like, slice of life film again. I just kind of felt like a day in the life of an addict spiraling. Just what's going on in this little pocket, this little community. There's these group of people who are all addicts and selling and just all homeless. Like, this whole group of people, right? Um, upon rewatching this, man, and maybe this is just me growing up a bit, meeting more people, you know, experiencing people who have gone through shitty situations in life, this thing's hard to fucking watch, um, mm-hmm. looking at it from an abuse standpoint. Like, this is absolutely brutal in a fucking gut punch. Um, some of this, some of these actions I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, man, honestly. And this, this is a wild fucking piece. Um... Excellent performances from the... I'm forgetting her name off the top of my head, but the woman who plays Harley. Um, you know, I think having the Safties involved in this film the way they are in this story being brought to light to this degree and basically giving a chance for this woman to save her life is an incredible, mm-hmm. you know, behind-the-scenes story as well. Like, a whole book can be written on that piece alone, honestly. Um, I don't know, man. This one, this one fucking hits. What are some of your thoughts on this one, Danilo? no remorse for any of these fucking characters dude if you decide to just do that shit and you want to od go right ahead dude go right at fucking ahead because truthfully dude you can do a lot of other things i had a cousin who od'd because she just thought her life was a total mess or whatever that's that's on them that's a hundred percent on them dude so if these characters want to do that shit let them do that shit man um it is a hard watch for sure um it's not a fun watch at all because you're rooting for the one girl you know, mm-hmm. whether she's a bad character or not, she knows she shouldn't be in this mess. And yet you're watching her continuously go down this path of just bad stuff happening day after day after day. You know, she's putting up with it. She's all, she's coming back to her poison or whatever. And it's like, okay, if you're not going to learn, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know, like even the guy who was hooking up with her. You know, just using her. He still wanted more from her. Whatever that may have looked like, he still wanted more from her. Um, and he tried to help her. And she just told him to fuck, like, fuck right off. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like, okay. You know, granted the guy didn't have probably good intentions to begin with. You know, like we see that very early on in the way they just talk and to each other about going to get cigarettes. You know, can you pay me back? Yeah, I can pay you back. You know, like we all know what that means. That was, you know before in the first like 10 minutes like, like we know something's going on with them you know so clearly it's just like okay she's she's not gonna take the help that's there even if it's not like good help she's not gonna take that her only exit at this point she can't even afford like i said she can't even afford a 10 15 dollars of rent so it's like like uh, what are you doing with your life at that point it's mm-hmm. 10 dollars and you're with an old lady which wasn't it her mom no, no, it was just some random woman. Yeah. Some random old lady? Oh, okay. So I even feel I bad feel like for... the lady was an addict, too. Okay. So I even feel bad for the old lady, dude, to an extent. She she, she makes rent 10, 15 bucks. The, and, and you can't afford 10, 15 bucks? Get the fuck out of here. You know? But at the root cause of it all was the one guy who just was an absolute shit of a... Per- who was just an absolute shithole of a person, dude. And so like I said, man, 
when he just went up in flames at the end, I was like, thank God, dude. Thank God. Because the girl finally has an out. Mm-hmm. Well, no matter what it looks like, she finally has an out. And I guess she got it. I guess she's like until, supposed to interpret she got it at the end. Um, but she's still fucking losing her mind about him. You know, wondering where where he went or whatever. When it's like, you don't need to worry about that. Like, you're you're free now. Just go be free. Take your little bus and go. But instead, like she repeats herself. You know, I don't know what the guy is in that Greek uh, or the Greek story or whatever. Who pushes up the rock and always falls down. So yes, yeah, that guy. That's what she is, basically. She pushes up the rock and she always falls down, dude. Because what happens? She gets kicked off the goddamn fucking bus. So she's right back to square one. And then she, there's no one there. So uh, where, so where's she going to go now? Burger King. You go sling some rock. <laughs> I don't think it was a Burger King, but you know what I mean. It was White Castle. Yeah, wait. <laughs> That's an excellent comparison, though, dude. I was thinking the same thing, and I was just talking to my girlfriend about this for uh, Daddy Longlegs. Actually, that's how I interpret the ending of him getting on the air train with a fridge on his back. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's an excellent comparison. But dang, man, that's very strong feelings in this one. I'm, I'm here for it, honestly. Very here for God, Alex. What are, what are your what are your thoughts on this one, man? I know you think very highly on this one. I saw your face a little bit. You're kind of gasping uh, for fucking air when Danilo's talking, so tell, spill the beans, bro. Give us your thoughts. I love this movie. Um, I love it for how hard of a watch it is. Um, it's gut-wrenching in a way that most movies want to be. Like, a mm. lot, of, lot of movies that deal with, like, drug abuse or, like, any kind of, like, prob- problem or addiction, they want to have, they want you to feel this way. But the Safties do it just so easily. It doesn't feel like they're trying to make this movie hard to watch. Mm-hmm. It feels very, it unfortunately feels very natural, um, which I think kind of is telling about how the way the movie's going to end. I mean, it doesn't, the, you kind of go in knowing no one's getting out of this clean. So I, f- I feel like you're just basically watching a car crash in slow motion and that allows for ba- basically them to just torture you for an hour and 40 minutes, basically. which they're really, they're, they're really good attention. And they're, this is, everyone says that Uncut Gems is one of the most tense films ever. I say this is. I, this is worse than, this is more than Uncut Gems. Because every second you're not sure if she's going to drop dead or she's going to make the wrong decision again and get like shot or something for trying to steal money to either get high or buy cigarettes or maybe finally pay her rent for the first time in a year. Hmm. So you, you, you never know what is coming next because it feels so natural. It feels more like a documentary than a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's the greatest film they've ever made because of it. Oh. Like It's just, this is their best work. Um, yeah. Strong words, dude. I love hearing They're, that, actually. <laughs> I'm, what everyone, everyone felt with Good Time and Uncut Gems, that's how I felt watching this. Like, holy crap, these are some of the best filmmakers working today. Like they really are, like so. Nice man. It's good to hear that. Yeah, this was this was like an underrated one for me for a long time. This is it, without this, they would they wouldn't have get, made good time. Oh, without yeah. good time, without good time, there's no uncut gems. So yeah, this movie not is basically credited for their career right now. And I'd say even without this, dude, or without Daddy Longlegs, you wouldn't have this either. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Somewhat, but they were already working. They've been working on this for a while. They've known uh, the lead actress Ariel Holmes for a little while. Damn, yeah, um, I don't know, man. Everything's like every, all their films are a progressive stepping stone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
and now they're making a 340-page movie for Netflix. I can't fucking wait for that thing, dude. Oh, yeah. Can't no, this fucking is, wait. This is their best work by a mile. Um, another one where the cinematography really pops. The um, colors pop in this one, too, when they decide to use them. Like, every oh, scene when she's getting high in, like, her little top bunk with that, ne- that like, light pink neon is gorgeous, dude. That neon light is haunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, every time that light comes on, you're not happy to see it. Like, usually you're, it's good mm-hmm. to see color in a movie, especially one like this where it's mostly washed out. But every time that light comes on, that light enters, you're never happy to see it. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Which I... I think that's a really interesting way, interesting use of color as well. Kind of flipping your expectations on your head. Mm-hmm. Gabby, what are your thoughts on Heaven Knows What? I think I got about 40 minutes in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I think I can. I think I understand the gravity. Um, I just like could not get myself to finish it. I think I watched it. It was like maybe like three o'clock in the afternoon on like a Sunday. And I needed <laughs> to return the DVD and... It was like overcast and everything and i was like i had seen daddy long legs like maybe the week prior and mm. that movie was like still sitting with me and i was like i think i get the concept <laughs> and i like I, I read up on it and i was like this is like really really cool and then i don't know i feel like maybe i cheated myself watching the movie without any biases because i just ended up feeling like really really bad for like harley mm-hmm. um and i was like i don't want to like you know, I don't want to feel like low after watching this, and so I was like, "This might be a good good spot to to stop." And I don't know, like I just I just felt so so bad for her and like the situation. So like, it's not like it was a bad film or anything like that. It's just like it just did its job so well. Like, no, exactly. You know, like that's not what exactly we were saying earlier. Yeah, yeah I, you know, and that's that's definitely where I stand on. Like, I will n- probably never see it in its entirety, but I'm like, you know what? Like, maybe that was the weirdly that's like the point you know it's like you read like a really difficult book but sometimes you don't have to finish it to like get it so that's interesting yeah. take on it you know i'm here for it even though you know you didn't finish it you know i get it it's very emotional very heavy film but yeah there's definitely other movies like that i've had to not be able to finish so i get that absolutely dang mm-hmm. danilo i want to go ahead and hear your final comments and rating on this piece man yeah, dude, I give, so, I originally gave it an boo, but it's actually probably a Bestman for me, just because of the sheer fact that it made me hate these characters, like, almost all these characters. Um, hmm. I, so, it, it's for sure a Bestman. Um, I don't think I enjoyed it watching it, um, but it's just an, it's an interesting film. It's like, you're just watching someone fail at life. Mm-hmm. You know, and what not to do in life. Um, so, yeah. Okay, for this, this one is for me is a new on the way to Bespin. Um, you know, upon a rewatch, like I said, that abuse factor hits fucking heavy, dude, and it's very, very hard to watch. Um, I don't know if I can sit here and watch this for a third time, at least anytime soon. Mm. You know, the this felt very fresh in my mind upon watching this for the first time two or three years ago. Um, it's like, I don't know, I don't need to watch this for the, like 10 years, I feel like, for sure, at least. Um, yeah, to be one of the way best, man. Alex, where are you sitting at with this one, buddy? I think you could probably guess. It's better than Daddy Long Legs, so Coruscant. Dang, dude. This movie is a five-star. This is their best work. This is a Death Star for you, it sounds like, dude. No, mm. no. It, it's just, it's a Coruscant. It's five-star. Okay, But it's, it's not one I can watch, like, yearly. So, nah. 
Can't get your uh, annual um, heaven knows what binge in. <laughs> nope. Uh, it, it's like Grave of the Fireflies. Once every two or three years. Yeah. Sick. So. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Gabby, I know you didn't get to finish this film. What would you rate the portion of this that you did watch and your experience with it? Since this hit hard for you as well. No, that's like such a tricky question. Um, <laughs> oh, maybe maybe like a five out of ten. Oh, okay. So so Hawthorne like, in the best like, fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like I like I said, like I it did its job and that much I can appreciate. Yeah, I can respect honestly. Like I said. Some of these films are not meant to be enjoyed, and that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Perfectly fine. Dang. Gosh, man. Do you, know, you know what else is perfectly fine, man? No, you actually know what's perfectly great? What's that? Catalina's Curse, dude, which is on the <laughs> Galaxy of Film.com, Galaxy of Film Productions YouTube channel. Speaking of things that are fine, though, dude, have you ever had a fine, hot, and ready Little Caesars? Yeah. If, if not, go get one. Go get one out there. Go one out there. Max is on a little Chili's boycott right now, but not me, dude. Not me. You know what the first place we stopped was when we went to Disney World, dude, after we got off the airport? A goddamn Chili's. <laughs> One of the greatest meals I will have ever eaten. So if you love Chili's, go to your local Chili's, dude. Just, just go and tear it up. Just don't go to my local Chili's, dude. Listen, man, you just had one bad experience, bro. It's bad, bro. That that was that was rough. We'll talk about next time on air. Next time, bro. All right, we'll see. We gotta get that sponsorship one day. Gotta get that sponsorship. We will we'll get it, dude. Chili's will sponsor us. Yeah? Yeah. It's almost as a guarantee Chili's will sponsor us one day. As a bunch of a guarantee as Alex is coming back on the show at some point. So speaking of, if you're not following Alex already, Alex, where can people follow you, bro? You follow me on Instagram and Twitter at AWReams and Letterbox also at AWReams. Awesome, man. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else... I don't have anything else to plug. Sick one, buddy. Sick <laughs> one. <laughs> Gabby, it's great getting you on the show finally. We know we've been playing this out for a little bit now. Um, where can listeners find you in your work? Ooh, um, I guess L Dev Photo. So E L L E D E V Photo. That's on Instagram. Very nice. And then everything is linked there. Yeah. How do you spell photo? I forgot. How do you spell photo? P H O T O. Ah, thank you. There you go. Got You're welcome. Right. Yeah, it's difficult. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Speaking of difficult, you know what won't be difficult to talk about next week, Danilo, is The Last of Us, which we'll be talking about on the YouTube channel. We got Brandon. We got Curtis coming on for that one. Another Galaxy of Film Live. They're always a fucking blast. So go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel at Galaxy of Film Productions to stay up with that. It'll be a good time, dude. It'll be a good time. I, I would have done what Joel did, bro. Jesus Christ, did you just say that out loud? <laughs> 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 I got emotional during that scene, dude. Yeah, I bet you fucking did, dude. <laughs> Joel's a G, dude. Joel's a G. <laughs> not, a G for the, not a G for the ending ending, but like that first ending, Joel was a unit. Jesus fucking Christ. Speaking of units, you can go ahead and follow us all at Galaxy of Film on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Join the Facebook fan club titled the Galaxy of Film Fan Group, ran by our buddy Shamim. we got some good stuff coming in there. 
Um, more videos coming out early for you guys on that, you know, that Facebook group, so go ahead and check it out. If you want to go ahead and see the rest of our work, go ahead and follow us over on our website, galaxyoffilm.com. we got the short films up there. we got the full, all the podcast episodes of the LFGs on there as well. Speaking of LFGs, make sure to check out the Oscars when we drop this week. That was a lot of fun. A lot of great things, a lot of great awards. Go ahead and me and talked about there, so go ahead and check it out, guys. But yeah, man. Is that, I think that's about it, Danilo. Isn't that it? Yeah. No, I think they wrapped it up, man. Yeah, man. If you enjoyed the show, guys, please consider leaving us an iTunes and Spotify review. It truly does help with the show much more than you can imagine. Be sure to also hit that follow button on Spotify. Don't fucking regret that, you know. Go ahead and stay up to date with us. You might as well. You're already listening to this episode, and you're already this far. So why the hell not, you know what I'm saying? But thanks for much for listening, guys. Stay tuned, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. I'm Joel.